self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists What's going on? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists back for another episode. I want to let y'all know to go to the website, www.conversationconartists.com, to check out our podcast episodes, as well as leave us some feedback on the mail side of things. I have not been keeping up with the website as much as I would like to. <laughs> Don't mean that you can't listen to the old episodes or leave us that feedback. I'll get it together when I get it together. I also had articles on there. Uh, now, if you've been listening, whatever you've been listening on, give us some reviews, give us some feedback, give us some shares. Um, whether it's SoundCloud, leave us some uh, comments. We got some comments and stuff. Leave us some uh, reviews on iTunes. Just any kind of feedback. We're looking for feedback. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. M I S T E R underscore on point. Uh, no. <laughs> I wanted to do that before and I. Lion King. Yeah. But I forgot. I, I thought you were going to start singing Alouette, Jean de Blue Moretta, whatever that shit is. Alouette, Jean de Blue Yeah, that's what I thought that was. Uh, nah. I was like, where did that come from? Yeah. That would have been really random. <laughs> shit, Lion King is random. Anyhow. <laughs> I can be found on Twitter at Red underscore Calamity. We are still doing the... <laughs> Mr. Opor has a, a, a Hakuna Matata shirt. <laughs> Just randomly. I was like, you didn't even see my shirt, but this shit came out of nowhere. <laughs> Just perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. um, I can be found on Twitter at Red underscore Calamity, and we are still doing the list alert portion of the show. If you have a question, you can send it into the website. Or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. This week we had a question about what is the difference, as we see it, between a friendship, a relationship, and a situationship. Which situationship is a new that's a new term mm-hmm. for me. It's a new term for you. I think it's a new term in general, but like I just heard people like using it. Mm-hmm. Like earlier this year, maybe. Yeah. Um. So I guess this is in regards to like dating. What's the differences between them? Um. Situationships ain't nothing that I want to be a part of. <laughs> Let me just say that. Because the situationship to me is a, where it ain't a relationship, but y'all doing everything that rela- people in relationships do, and then when a question comes up, it's like, but we ain't together, though. <laughs> like, I feel like those are what situationships are. But I think I think the problem is that finding that stuff out has been a prerequisite for relationships these days. Finding what stuff out? Like, finding out if you're sexually compatible, finding out if the living habits of that person is something that you can deal with. Like, it's not like the Bible days where it's like, you don't know shit when you get into well, the situation. Yeah, but I think a situation, this situationship to me is when this goes on and on and on for, for long periods of time. This isn't, because what you're talking about, like living together, you, for me, I ain't never lived with nobody, but I would assume that that would happen after you've already established that you're in a relationship and you're living together like you're that's the, the next so logical step a situationship is the weird space after dating for a certain period of time but before a relationship i guess yeah right yeah or i mean i i think some people go see here's the thing i 
and this is my own personal opinion. I think a situationship can also be where the two people go into it without the expectation that they're going to be dating, that this is just what they're doing. But my own personal opinion, that shit don't ever work. Because at some point, somebody is going to want it to be more than what it is. It's going to be a problem. So for me, a situationship is just any gray area where it's not, there's no clear, because a friendship, those are clearly defined lines. A relationship, usually pretty clearly defined lines. Situationship is just that gray shit where it's like, who the fuck knows? Okay. Okay. Give your, give your breakdown of the three. Okay. Friendship is completely platonic to me. That's what a friendship is. Everything is platonic. It's cool relationship is a friendship that has a romantic element to it because I think if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody you should at least be able to be friends with them I would I would think um, and then a situationship like I said is, is that great shit that's in between all of those things it's, it's the friends with benefits it's the like situationships is where you see this person regularly I guess but it ain't no clearly defined lines of what y'all are I guess Okay. So a friendship for me a friendship exists outside of the plane of relationships. Okay. Like a real friendship is one in which the male and the female never never have some kind of attraction towards one another or you know one feeling away or other feeling away. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that's I think a friendship is only when you don't have that dynamic. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because it becomes something else once one person starts liking the other person and this person don't like them yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think a friendship can't have that romantic side on anybody, which I don't think happens that much. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't done no <laughs> studies on that shit. I think a, a situationship is when, like you said, there's no identified lines but I also think that it. I think it can be accidental or intentional, right? So yeah. I think that friendship in which a man might be in the friend zone and a woman is using <laughs> him for whatever she's using him for, I think that's a situationship too. Yeah. I think that a man who is leading a woman on to think he wants a relationship, but he just really wants physical from her mm-hmm. I think that's a situationship I just think situationships are like it's, it's just that whole gray area between nothing and something you know yeah. what I'm saying that's why I say like dating is you get with somebody you uh, go out with them to see if you like them learn about them everything and then it might be some sexual interactions some sexual contact that don't make it a situationship yeah I think a situationship is when one person don't want a relationship mm-hmm. at that point you know what I'm saying but one person might yeah and clearly a relationship is just when you define those lines. Yeah. I mean, I this <laughs> I how can I phrase this? I knew of someone on the <laughs> where the entire time that they were like dating this person, they weren't claiming them <laughs> like the other like as far as she was concerned it was a relationship as far as he was concerned they were just friends with benefits and so i guess that would be like a situationship that you don't know that you're in. 
Where the person refuses to claim you outside of like we all are together type shit. When does I guess when does dating like does a situation have to start off with dating? No, Mm-mm. I think a situation because I, again I think sometimes people go into it like where this is just gonna be like we just having fun we're not dating I don't want to date you don't want to date type shit and so I think it can begin that way I don't I don't think it has to begin with with dating but I think again my own personal opinion I think it is very 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 difficult for you to maintain a situationship in which everybody is cool with it continuing to be a situationship forever and ever and always and I think at some point somebody is going to want to start defining those lines and it's going to be a problem or somebody is going to find another person mm-hmm. that they see themselves being in a relationship with while you've been in a situationship mm-hmm. and now you want to murder somebody Yeah, you know because I don't put this time in. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a situationship can turn into a relationship? Or is like is a situationship entailed by one person not really wanting to go into a relationship? I think that's what... Because I, I, otherwise, it's just dating. I think that's what makes it a situationship is the unevenness of the dynamic between the two people that one person is not on board with it ever being more than what it is. Um, I mean, I guess that's possible so there is a difference between prolonged dating in which you are doing everything in a relationship but this one person is just not ready for it yet mm-hmm. and a situationship it's a difference between those two things yeah because at the, i mean if you're dating and 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 everybody's aware that y'all are da- i think a situationship is one of them things where people may or may not know you know like like i don't know so for I- a situationship there's a component of not proclaiming yeah that thing mm-hmm. okay relationship you proclaim it a friendship you ain't even in a place to proclaim anything y'all two separate individuals a situationship you're not willing to proclaim yeah one and person date, wants to <laughs> dating is moving in a position to potentially proclaim yeah well and even in the dating i mean even in saying well i'm dating this person we're not together but we're dating is a, is a bit of a proclamation i feel like but with a situation ship, it's, ne- it's never anything even along those lines. Like It'll be like, are we cool? Yeah, I know her. <laughs> like, yeah, I know him. But that's it. Like, it never goes any further than that. So, at what point are two people dating? Like, is it a certain amount of dates? Do they have to proclaim that we're dating? Or is it just assumed that you're dating after you go out with that person a certain amount of time? Like, I have no fucking clue. Um... <laughs> I don't even know how that shit works anymore. I really don't. Um, what do you think it should be? I mean, I feel like if you going out with with somebody regularly, y'all like hanging out regularly, I think that's dating, isn't it? But you can be doing that with multiple people. You can date multiple people at once, I feel like. Like, dating doesn't have to be exclusive. A relationship is exclusive. Dating, I don't think, has to be. I mean, you can date somebody exclusively if you choose to do so. Well, I think that makes the proclamation in dating a problem if you're dating more than one person because you can't really proclaim. Well, not outwardly. everybody do that. Like some people focus on one person; they're not going to be dating other people, so you can make a proclamation. Other people date around and date more than one person at a time. I don't have the patience or the dedication to date more than one. I just don't because it, as it is, I'm already not the most social person in the world and so going out on dates gives up some of my 
my my my my me time so i'm not gonna be willing to do that across multiple boys because that will suck the life out of me it would just be way too fucking much so for me when i'm dating somebody it is exclusively because i just don't have the i don't even know i don't have the the energy for doing that with more than one person because like i understand these people who who have dates lined up every weekend or a, a, a couple of times like I, that for sounds- women you can replace dates with meals <laughs> okay let's get that on out the way <laughs> i got these meals lined up i'm going Pretty to lunch much. i'm going to dinner i'm going to brunch yo i got friends that do that shit though like that, men- that do that i've never listen i am not gonna go out with somebody who i'm not interested in or don't think that there's a potential in because i ain't finna waste your money like i ain't i'm not i wouldn't want somebody to do that to me i believe in karma and shit this dating shit already ain't working out for me as it is i don't want to put no bad juju out there so i don't do that shit but i do have friends that they don't care how ugly you are they don't care how unattracted they are to you you ask them out and there's a free meal involved they'll stomach it just just to do that i'm not finna do that if i don't see a potential i'm not gonna waste your time and my time and like i said i'm already not the most social person so if i'm gonna like be willing to give you some hours of my life (laughs) it's because i'm interested it is not gonna be no free meal shit i no mm -mm. I ain't got time for this shit but people do that but yeah so for me when I date it is exclusively even if we're not together or in a relationship simply because I ain't got the energy to do more than one person at a time I just don't but other people do so I guess the the proclamation comes in whether or not you are dating exclusively or if you wanted the people that date around because you could do it either way I mean so if you date around you're not going to be proclaiming nah, in that way mm-mm you, I mean, it would be dangerous for you to do so. <laughs> These yeah. women are crazy. <laughs> don't do that. I, I mean, I'm, that bitch? <laughs> I don't. I just don't care to have to remember all these different yeah. names. Yeah. And what you do, like, what story you told me. Trying to keep, cause I look, I already listen to people's lives all fucking day. That's what I do for a living. So I'm already trying to keep straight the shit for my clients, and then your shit. I'm not all it's too much it's just too much I have no desire to do that I mean I like so I'm just on dating sites just to have conversation and dialogue <laughs> and you know you don't know nobody names you know somebody named soul glow 36863 <laughs> hey how you doing send a message and like if you ever get to the point of texting it's like my name is Tiffany. It's too many Tiffany's out there, just to let y'all know, okay? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's a lot of people with similar names. And so it's like, I don't know who I'm texting no more. <laughs> I just quit texting everybody <laughs> at a certain point. Like, I don't remember who none of y'all are. I ain't invested in y'all. Conversation boring. It's a wrap. I'm thinking about doing a video <laughs> of, of me reading some of these profiles on POF without like without putting like their screen name I'm not gonna be mean but some of these profiles are fucking hilarious and I kinda wanna do that plenty of fish got a lot of prostitute profiles see that's from the men's side I know that's what I'm saying like y'all don't see that but what we do see is the motherfuckers in prison 
And what we do see is illiterate. Like, I can't t- That's why I want to read the profiles. Because I can't tell you how many profiles I read that make absolutely no sense. Like, I literally, if I have a bad day, would just go on there and read the profiles of the people that sent me messages for shits and giggles. Seriously. Because it's hilarious. Like, or like the fake deep dudes that send, like, uh, poems or mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just fucking it's hilarious it is hilarious so I'm thinking about doing that cause I just think I just think it'd be funny it probably would be hilarious cause it's it's crazy but I think that when you look at the so I've got a little different situation like I think you treat a person differently when you go in into something into a friendship with them as you are going into a relationship with them you do different things. You say different things. Mm-hmm. You is more pressure on how you communicate. You you know, you know. So, but for me, I want to you to be my friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want it to be that cliche. My partner is my friend. Shit, because <laughs> it's different. That's different than a friend. That's different than having a, a a person that you're in a relationship with, and you be like, that's my best friend, versus yeah. it actually being your best friend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like. I could be in a relationship and still have a best friend over here because you yeah. ain't it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we just started as our friends. We just started this out in a romantic kind of way. You know? Don't don't don't, don't word it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, clearly, I'm, not, I'm just saying. I'm never. I would never tell them that. Yeah, I'll do that. That would but not be good. I just, I just know you ain't. Sometimes it ain't the person that you will share everything with. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want that to be That's the kind of thing I want to be open So it makes a, It kind of puts a dilemma In between Friendship versus relationship If friendship is never going to be So I guess it's making me challenge How I feel about friendships In that way But yeah. I think generally speaking Don't nobody look at it like that Like I do I don't know Everything is screwed up now Like dating I, I <laughs> is the worst Like I tell anybody Any day I fucking hate it. I do. And I get mad. I get mad when 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 shit don't work out with people. It is not even because like most of the time it has nothing to do with me being upset about, oh man, you know, I really liked him. Most of the time it's like, now I got to fucking go back out here and do all of this getting to know you shit all over again with another motherfucker. Like I literally get more upset about that. The fact that I got to go back and do this what do you do? I have three brothers. I'm from heat. Like, I just, I'm tired of doing that conversation. Again and again and again. I get more irritated about the fact that eventually I'm going to have to do this shit again. Thanks. Well, that don't cause me problems. I guess because. I just hate it. One of the reasons I like my career is the opportunity to get to learn about people. See, I mean, that being said. I get paid to learn about people. <laughs> and so that, I guess that kind of acts as a buffer between the annoyance that I would have or I doing it for free, maybe. I think that's the difference between you and I. Like, I think because I do this for a living, it makes me, I don't want to say I don't like people, but I get tired of talking to them. Like, I just get tired of, of because it's like every day is like a new getting it's a different kind of getting to know you conversation every new client is one of those situations in which you have it's just I get tired of it I get tired of people I literally like some days go home I don't want to talk to nobody well that's like and that's like been my thing because it's like I'm not a counselor 
because I talk to people. I don't talk to people because I'm a counselor. I'm a counselor because I talk to people. Like, this has just been how I've been before mm-hmm. I even knew I was going to be a damn counselor. Yeah. I just, and so I think it's more natural for me to just just talk to people. Yeah. You know, everybody ain't like that. It ain't, it's more, you know. I mean, when I told my family I was, I was, I was going to school for counseling, they were like, why? You don't <laughs> like people. And I was like, that's not true. I, I do like people. And they were like, no. You really don't. <laughs> so everybody was very shocked when I made this uh, master's decision because it's not that I don't. I think I think everybody looks at how I am in my regular life with people and assumes I'm not like that with my clients. I do this because I want to help people and I feel like I do help people. With that being said, <laughs> sometimes I don't like people. Sometimes I don't. I like everybody I know and hate everybody I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everybody I don't know. If I know you, you're cool to a degree at least. <laughs> I don't know if that answered that. I feel like we, I don't even know, do yeah, what we normally do. Worth of something. Basically. <laughs> so hopefully something in there was a gem. But... <laughs> Again, if you have any questions that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in through the um, website or you can send it in through our Gmail account, which is conversationcardartist at gmail.com. So, yeah. Um, let me talk shit about men for a second. Just get this out of the way. <laughs> See, why you got to drag me into this shit? I'm sorry, but... This can't be about a specific man. It's about a problem. It's about a problem. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. So I don't. I, I don't know if y'all heard about Tiara Pongo Payo Payo Tiara Payo, um, which is a young lady that went to a festival, a music festival in Brooklyn. Some random motherfucker was grinding on her. She asked him not to do that, and he literally shot her in the face. Now, I am not you know jaded enough to think that every man is out here shooting women in the face because they get rejected but i also know that there are a lot of men who may not shoot you in the face but like you have the worst experience like the reaction it's like i i don't have to give you my attention motherfucker like you don't you should be able to hear a no and walk away and still feel like a man. Like, your masculinity is not my fucking problem or my concern. I don't care. Like, I, I should I should be able to tell you I'm not interested and walk away with my life. Or I should be able to tell you I'm not interested and not have you try to break me down because now you feel bad about yourself. So now I'm ugly or not cute or whatever the fuck the case may be. Like... But for for men to act like they're these big strong blah blah blah, yeah, y'all got the weakest, saddest, tiniest, fragile egg-like egos in the world. Like what the fuck? Not you specifically, <laughs> but men. Men, like I don't I don't get you people. I don't get the whole ego thing. Like I don't understand why it breaks you down so much for somebody not to be fucking interested. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I know that. I know that every guy is not going to be attracted to me. I don't give a fuck. I don't understand why this is such a, a big blow to you. And it doesn't even. It ain't even about it being in public because I've been out 
Where ain't nobody else seen me tell you I'm not interested. Hey, motherfuckers react. And it's like, why are you so upset? Like, Because I don't think it's about ego. I think it's about entitlement. I feel like in this misogynistic society, males, a lot of them feel entitled to a woman's time and a woman's, you know, attention. And to their body. It's just the same way. It's the same way as if a black person told a white person off back in the day. (laughs) Who the fuck you think you talking to? (laughs) You know, it's the same shit. It's like, except it's the misogyny. It's the man versus the woman dynamic. Because you have men out there who were raised in a family where the, the man didn't respect the woman and didn't value the woman and didn't give the woman options and didn't give the woman choices. And you got these men that were raised by those men walking around here thinking that you're going to be his mama and his grandmama in, in how you respond to the male's power or the male's presence. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but y'all ain't entitled to shit. Like... At all, like you having a Y chromosome does not automa- like magically give you all of these rights and shit. And I just don't. I mean, I, I'm I I feel sad for those men who feel like they should have been maybe born during a different time when women were more like you know cattle. The you- thing is, not having that entitlement, but perceptually having it doesn't reduce the problem. Like it doesn't. It don't change the problem. All it me, all it lead me to tell you to do is carry you a Saturday night special <laughs> in there with you, pump oh, a few rounds in the nigga's stomach. Fucking say bop, that, because AC Blow is constantly on my ass about getting a gun. Now he gonna hit his shit. Then don't get a gun. Thank you. Get a knife. <laughs> Stab and twist. Stab and twist. <laughs> well, I guess my point is that the fact that this even like that's sad. Like it's. It's sad that I have to be concerned about, even if I'm nice about telling you that I'm not interested, I don't know how the fuck you're going to react. Are the odds in my favor that you won't shoot me in the face? Sure. But is it still a possibility? Yep. Is it still a possibility that you're going to like call me out my name? Yep. Is it a possibility that you're going to create a fucking scene where a scene did not have to be? When you could have just walked the fuck off because guess what? Every bitch is not going to be interested in you. That's just, that's life. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You can get it. You can get a taser. <laughs> you can get a uh, you can get a fucking slingshot like Bart Simpson. You can get some nunchucks. Like what would surprise the shit out of a nigga more than you pulling some nunchucks out, flipping them bitches around, and knocking his ass out? You right. He won't do that shit ever again. No. I promise you. He'll have PTSD. Yeah. I never talk to women again. <laughs> but see, let me let me talk to you about the reality that creates for me. <laughs> As you know, I'm like I'm a man. If I walk up to you, you don't know. I look fucking beastly. You know, my, I'm big. My beard, like, is, is on some other in the wood shit. Like, I'm beastly, okay? So, I'm going to walk up to you. You like to be I don't know what what's the word that means. Not beastly. What's lumberjackish? I don't know. I don't have plaid on, though. I guess that's better than beastly, though. I mean... I get where you go. Let a, white, let, a, let a police officer describe me, then I'm a beast or a monster or some wild shit like that. But, like, I'm just not clean cut. I'm just not, like, I can be intimidating just looking at me. Listening to me and talking to me, no. But just seeing me, yes. Yeah. So, the dilemma poses for me is if I walk up to you as a dude with well intentions, as a dude that's not going to call you out your name, and a dude that's not going to shoot you in your eyeball. <laughs> 
you know, as him now, I, I'm uncomfortable. And I'm not saying uncomfortable because of my discomfort, because I don't want to make you uncomfortable. And so now I'm not coming up to you because I'm a good dude. I'm respectful. Dude. So that puts a slew of men that are not <sighs> giving a fuck like I'm giving a fuck that's going to be coming up to you and now. And it's awful. Because I'm just like, <laughs> now it's like, and then you got, and I've always held a position that, you know, women are independent and they go after their own careers and after their own cars and after their own houses and after they own everything, but they sit back and continue to wait for a man to come to them. But now, a man can't even come to you because of the crazy motherfuckers that fucked up the women because they fear for their lives now and they fear for their fucking self-esteem because of how they respond. And now, I can't come to you because <laughs> them crazy niggas done got me fucked up because it's like, I don't even want to be perceived as that. I, I'm trying to keep a little bit of my self-esteem intact. Like, if I walk up to you and you clutch your purse and look over your shoulder at me and like, look like I'm going to rob your ass, I don't want to feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Because them dudes has messed up the whole culture of the situation. I mean, for the most part, I... I'm not usually in fear when dudes walk up. Like honestly, when I see a dude walking up to me now, I I just automatically have an attitude and get irritated. And this is why, because I just know that nine times out of ten, this is gonna be a fucking hassle. This is gonna be. This isn't gonna be clean cut. This ain't gonna be where I could just be like, I'm. I, I have somebody. I'm not interested and just walk off. And going about my day. This is gonna be a situation where it's bitch, you wasn't even that cute anyway. Or this is gonna be a situation where well, I ain't trying to be your man, I just wanna be your friend. Yeah, cause you walk across this whole motherfucking store over here cause you looking for a fucking friend. The fuck out of my face, well, dude. Let, let me tell you something about dudes that will approach you and then say that you ugly afterwards. Like, <laughs> you're not ugly, okay? You were cute enough. To be something with him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The reason that he does that is because his ego is so fragile that the pain that he feels from rejection, he needs you to feel that same pain. And so he say you ugly. You're not ugly. And he don't believe you're ugly. He just got to do something to hurt you. That is sad. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Like... Again, I just... I cannot relate to that feeling because... Again, I... Everybody don't like me. I, I've had people. Well, I don't really walk up to folks. Not because I feel like women shouldn't. Just because I'm not good at it. And when I get nervous, my like go-to is sarcasm. And not everybody gets sarcasm. So I can come off looking like an asshole instead of looking like somebody you want to date. So I really don't go up to people. But I mean, I've had situations in which I like somebody that didn't like me. And I just... It don't hurt me that bad. <laughs> like, it's like, well, damn, you know, he wasn't interested. And I just go the fuck over my life. Like, I can't relate to having an ego so fragile that you you get that in your feelings because somebody nicely said that I'm not interested. It ain't like I said, get your, get your fucking werewolf looking ass away from me type shit. I was nice about the shit. And your ego so fucking fragile that even me being nice about it, you still got to bring me down because you feeling down about yourself. Like, what the? That's sad. That's just really, really sad to me. It's unfortunate. For it dudes is. that have egos that fragile. My ego ain't... I don't give a fuck about <laughs> ego. Like, I'm a man that coupons, <laughs> that bakes, <laughs> that don't fucking watch sports... I've been called gay plenty of times. I don't give a fuck. 
Like my ego ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I've been called gay just from those stereotypical. What is it? Those stereotypical ideas of masculinity mm-hmm. that if you don't meet them shits, they think you gay. Yeah. You don't watch sports? What? You bake this cake? Oh shit! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like those things. But the cakes are delicious. How can you get upset about because a delicious it's, cake? It's fucking science, <laughs> bitch. Like when you say, you know, you bake cakes that must be gay. I say you just you just don't fuck with science. I say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bill Nye would frown upon you. So I mean, I don't have that shit. I just never have. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I hate being the ultimate sufferer of these motherfuckers that do have their fragile you're egos. The because you're the exception. Not the I'm rule. the exception, but I don't look like it because I fucking look beastly. Okay? Stop using beastly. <laughs> we got to find you another word. You find me another word. Okay. Otherwise, I'm going to use beastly. Don't use beastly because that just sounds like... What does it sound like to you? A, like... Like a monster, like a werewolf, like something to be feared. I don't look like a, I don't look like a motherfucker on Teen Wolf right now. No, except grown grown man wolf. No, exaggeration. I'm just saying. I mean, except I'm bald headed, so I mean, that's the difference. Beastly's not. We gonna come up with another word. I'll give you another I'm word. A word that encapsulates looking intimidating to a person that doesn't know me when I walk up to them. Okay. A word that encapsulates that. I'll come up with that, but we not used to be sleep. <laughs> not be sleep. But I'm I'm suffering from that, you know. And and this is nothing that I've done, and this is nothing that women done. It's what them stupid ass niggas have done, mm-hmm. who walk up to you and will call you names after that, or who will do some harm to you because of it. They are messing up the culture of how everybody else that's worth a damn interacts with each other. I mean, that's the same way I feel about women. I feel like women, some of these women out here fucking it up for me. Because I'm not the kind of person, I'm not finna be your side chick. I'm not finna fight some bitch over you. I'm not. I'm sorry. But I feel like side chicks and main chicks and all of that shit is becoming so accepted. And women are are, are falling into that. That when I come along and I tell you, you done lost your fucking mind. Then I look like I'm the crazy one. I look like... The unreasonable one or whatever because th- this becomes the norm like what these other women are doing and then for women like me who ain't got fucking time for that shit it creates a problem and I don't blame men for that I don't I absolutely do not blame men for the whole side chick main chick that I blame women because y'all the ones out here allowing this shit to fucking happen people do as much as you allow them to do so if you out here allowing yourself to be called a side chick and y'all bitches getting t-shirts and shit made because you proud of this shit kind of what you expect them to do? People do as much as you allow them to do. So I blame women for side chicks and main chicks. But and this all shit that really, this shit has really been going on forever. It, has. it ain't no different. Like instead of being called side chicks, it was just called you got a family on the other side of town. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Except the thing is, back then, at least the man was provided for both of them families. Oh yeah. To the point that you know they didn't get together, have an intervention, and kill his ass. <laughs> you know, but it was also a time when women were not as independent. And they might not have necessarily been able to provide for themselves outside of him. But I mean, you can or, now. <laughs> or you might not have wanted to, yeah. even if you could. You just might not have wanted to put in the work to do so. Which you is know? sad. But just women sad. today can. So the difference is that men have side chicks, but ain't nothing else expected from a woman f- for having a side chick. Yeah. You know, it's like 
You don't have to offer woman nothing. Nope. Which fucks it up for me because you gotta definitely offer me some shit. <laughs> I'm out here cool, me and Kingston. You have to bring something to my life in order for me to include you in it. You just being a nigga's not enough. I'm sorry, it's not. Like, that ain't enough. And so then again, I look like I'm unreasonable because Susie down the street just allowed you to come in her house and drive her car and eat her food. And I'm just, I'm not finna fucking do that shit. I'm sorry. Not gonna happen. This ain't finna be no baby boy shit. I'm not finna not have a car because you in the shit. No. The fuck I look like? Mm-mm. Sorry. <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> all this relationship shit is all kind of fucked up. All kinds. And... It's the people that ain't doing normal shit that's fucking it up for people that want normal shit. Like, don't have side chicks. Dudes, I know that <laughs> shit is appealing. But you know what? It's going to get complicated. It always you does. You increase the chance that you get murdered by 50% <laughs> at least. And it goes up the number of side chicks and side women it that does. you have. You increase that shit. Because these women crazy now. It ain't well, no key in your car. It ain't no slashing your tires. They slashing you. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> Women don't accept a man that's taken. Like there is no best case scenario out of that shit. You're gonna eventually get pregnant and have a baby that he is not gonna raise with you. <laughs> okay, that's how it ends. <laughs> that's how the story ends. And what kind? Of, I don't understand. What kind of prize is a cheating ass man like for women who feel like? Oh, I took him from her. Guess what the fuck gonna happen? The next bitch is gonna take him from you because he a bounce around, a bounce around dude. Which means he just whoever, whoever come up, you not gonna keep him. He's not keepable. So your pride in taking him from somebody else is gonna be very, very short lived because he gonna get took from you. And I, and I just don't understand, motherfuckers. Don't be wanting to share the same cup with people, and they got a damn sharing the same man out here. Like what they sharing? You sharing people? <laughs> like what the? F- if you share a man with somebody, you need to let everybody drink out of your goddamn cup, okay? You need to let everybody eat off your damn plate and let them use the fork. Essentially, you do without that wiping anyway. it off. <laughs> I'm just saying that shit don't make sense to me. It doesn't. I don't. I don't know. Listen, dudes. Let me tell you. This. If you know that you get kind of even a little bit perturbed. I pulled that word out for this. Perturbed. If you get a little bit perturbed, just a little bit, that a woman says no to you, you got entitlement issues. And you need to look in the mirror and you need to figure out why you get upset about that shit. Is it because you believe you deserve it? You deserve that time? You deserve that dollar? Don't nobody, you don't nobody owe you shit. Nope. All right? And if you would get mad at a woman telling you no, you need to shut the fuck up and go open you up a plenty of fish account. And get mad online. Because you're <laughs> fucking it up for me. You're making it hard for me to exist out here and feel like I can openly approach a woman without her being fucking terrified of me for looking word that is substituting <laughs> beastly that we have not identified yet. We're going to come up with something. <laughs> we are. Uh, while we're on ain't shit, dudes. Okay, that may be. No, I feel like he ain't shit. Anyway, Tiger and 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 fucking Kylie. So, Tiger is a joke this week for a different reason. Um So, he was at a car dealership looking to purchase a new vehicle when the vehicle he already has was repossessed at the dealership. <laughs> I fucking 
fucking embarrassing is that? And then his younger teenage, because she's still like 19 now, girlfriend, um, bought him a Benz? Bentley? Bentley. Bentley. So the joke now is that Kylie Jenner is like the youngest sugar mama in the history of sugar mamas because that's essentially what she is for him right now. Not only that, Kanye announced his lineup for his good music label and guess who the fuck is on there? Tiger. Now, I was never a Tiger fan, let me just say that. But I will say, even for the people who were, I don't really listen to mixtape so I can't speak to that, but his last studio album went like double aluminum foil so (laughs) (laughs) damn (laughs) i just don't understand outside of doing a favor for his sister-in-law why he would have signed tiger um so kyle is like a young sugar mama and this again is that shit where i'm you not finna be driving my car i'm not finna be out here caking no dude i'm not finna do it i am sorry I don't care if I woke up tomorrow a billionaire. I am not about to be floating somebody. Like, I'm not finna do it. I'm just, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not finna go get me a Jody. I'm just not gonna do it. And I feel like that's what it is. And Kylie, like, is the one with the money right now. I think that I think this was with the good music label, uh, this same thing that happened with Big Sean. I think Kanye bench people. Like Kanye be on his other fucking wild <laughs> unicorn monocle top hat fucking endeavors and shit. Fashion, all the other shit he be into. And he don't put effort into his new artist. So, I mean, we probably ain't gonna hear no goddamn music from Tiger in a while. No way. But if I had a woman that was like, oh, baby, your car got towed. Let's go get you a Bentley. What am I supposed to say? I'm supposed to say, uh-uh. <laughs> shit. I ain't got that masculine-ass, fragile-ass ego. I ain't got to be the nigga making all the money. <laughs> you can make all the money if you want to. And you can buy me all the cars and whatever you want to do if you want to. So, Tiger, in that sense, is the winner. I guess because Kylie out here looking stupid as shit for, to me. I wouldn't have done it. Like... And, and you asked me earlier how Kylie makes her money. Kylie has these things called lip kits. They're they're essentially lipsticks, but they they have like two parts. I ain't bought them shits because one, y'all know how I feel about the Kardashians. I cannot support. Two, they cost too much. And three, I have a problem with the fact that she was able to get this makeup line for lips that are not hers. She got fillers in her lips and got lips like mine. And then they out here giving her fucking makeup lines and shit so that you can make your lips look like hers, which is a joke because in order for her to get hers to look like that, she had to go visit a doctor. So I already have a problem just anyway with that whole thing because her lips ain't hers. They made her lips. Those are fillers. But you got people out here who were born with these lips who can't, who do makeup and can't would never have an opportunity like this and it's fucked up it's fucked up that's how she make her money that and I think she got some some extensions maybe I don't wear weaves I don't fucking know she wears a lot of it I think she has her own like extensions maybe Tiger winning and she don't give a fuck like if she worth if she worth a million dollars 
I know I'm just rounding down. She, I'm sure she worth way more than that. If she worth a million dollars and she spend five hundred thousand on Tiger, if your girlfriend is worth ten dollars, she'll spend five dollars on your ass. Or a hundred dollars, she'll spend fifty dollars on you. Like, at what point do wealth play a role in it? Because it to us it looked like a Bentley shit. You know what I'm saying? That look ridiculous, but it's the same as paying a car payment. But I guess it's not. If she hit okay, if his shit was together and she bought him a Bentley, that's one thing. If the dude that I'm dating, if I'm just doing something nice for him, that's one thing. But if your car get repossessed while you're out shopping for a fucking car, like that, what? I think my issue isn't that she bought the Bentley; is that she bought a Bentley for somebody whose car just got repossessed. And who out here doing albums that go double aluminum? I just he losing out here in these streets is what I'm saying. The only way he's winning is through her. He gotta have some kind of income. He gotta have some kind of income. Maybe. I think it's likely that he decided he didn't want that car no more, and he just stopped paying for it. You know, like folks do. Yeah, but th- this the second time he didn't have a vehicle get repossessed. The other time was when he was, I think he had a shoe line or had done a shoe with a company and he was doing like a, a sign in the shoe box or whatever. And they repossessed his shit. Like, at what point does embarrass you? Already a joke because nobody respects your music. You dating, you was dating a child who, who was just legally above the the age limit right now. You already a joke. Why would you add to that by letting your shit? Like, if you don't want to shit, you could, you could, he could have took that shit back himself and said, hey, I can't make these payments. I don't want to make these payments. Here your car. Why would you allow that shit to get repossessed? Like, you know how far, well, I guess probably not because it was like a Lamborghini. So I, I wouldn't imagine they would let you get too far behind on your lease payments before they took that shit. Um, so why would you just take it back? Then you out shopping for a car, which is the the hilarious part, is that you out here like you got money to buy a new car and the shit you already got is getting repossessed. So I guess my problem with it isn't that she bought him a Bentley. It's just where he appears to be in life and where she appears to be ain't on the same level at this point. It doesn't seem. I don't know what his finances look like, but it, again, I just feel like even if you got tired of a car, because there's other people who you don't ever hear about them having no shit like this happen. And they may be changing out their cars. They just ain't finna let nobody come repossess that shit. Like, I don't know. I think he, he, he is out here winning in comparison to her. She just out here looking like she got a Jody. She out here looking like baby boy. But like on a higher financial level, they ain't in the projects. That's the difference. It is what it is. With his his dreams of his rap dreams. I don't know none of the shit he do. I don't give a rat's ass about Tiger. All I remember he had that Rack City, and I'm sure that was years ago. I don't I don't listen to him, so I don't know of his music. But I do know because it was such a joke that that last album was like shit. It really like sold a. He should have did that shit with Chris Brown. He should have or should shouldn't have. Shouldn't have done. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did have like a whatever best mm-hmm. of both worlds, like with R. Kelly and um, who did R. Kelly do that with? Jay Z. Jay Z. Should have never did that shit with R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z got room to fuck up. Tiger do not. <laughs> 
Tiger wasn't at a level at which he could afford to fuck up how, how you, he did. You got to recognize your limitations, okay? I don't think Tiger ever going to be a superstar. No. Maybe if he rebranded himself in 15 years like Titty Boy did. <laughs> Two chains. I still can't believe that that was that motherfucker's name. <laughs> I just... But you can do it. I guess. You just got you to play the long game. <sighs> That's all I have. Okay. So, federal government is trying to get out of the private prison business. So, I grew up, my, my pops was locked up, right? We used to go to the jails of, to visit him. And I don't know what went on there, but, you know, just reading about Reese. But that what interests me in just understanding prison and shit. Mm-hmm. But... You got for-profit prisons out there which have caused a whole shitstorm of issues, including judges giving people time, judges sending juveniles to specific uh, detention centers, Mm -hmm. to organizations, those private prisons trying to save money. Like, when you put money into things that can have an adverse effect if you don't spend the money effectively, Mm -hmm. you got a problem. And the numbers in federal prison in the last, I want to say, five years have gone down. It's gone from like 220000 to like 170 thousand, which is what's supposed to happen with prison. Mm-hmm. The idea is to reduce crime, get that shit going down, moving down. It's only continued to increase for private prisons. And not only that, but there are no safer. There is more violence. There is more contraband. The facilities are poorer. The supervision is lax. Like, there are few, if any, positive reasons to have a private prison other than the idea that in America, a capitalist a capitalist country, we're supposed to be able to start a business if we want to and profit off of it and be successful. It's just a problem when that hinges upon crime and people's lives and trying to get people back out in the community, rehabilitating people. You're not putting money into those things. So, the federal government just pretty much announced that they were ending all contracts with private prisons because they feel like they can run it the best. You know? That but the government... The, the government can yeah, run it best. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to cause a problem, especially with the Republicans, because they believe in the private sector. Of course they do. You know? Because and a lot of them benefit from it. Yeah, I mean, because they're giving money to, to a lot of people that benefit from that. Yeah. And, and they creating a lot of money for states. In Alabama, our governor, which it failed, was Fuck trying to use dude. $800 million to create four new prisons. He was using that to create prisons so that he can put money back into the general fund. He wanted to create those prisons with the idea that it was going to put money into the state. Like, that's fucked up. Fuck that guy. He <laughs> fucked up all together. Like, just Google Alabama's governor. <laughs> he just have his hand in all kind of fuck shit. And you know what? Like, being a Republican in Alabama trumps any fuckery that a Republican candidate or governor can do. Yep. Because that's what we see. Ain't nobody trying to condemn him for the shit he's he doing. He sent because a fucking helicopter to go retrieve his wallet that he left. Are you kidding me? Who <laughs> does that? You leave your wallet and so your answer. And then he talking about it's, it was a matter of security because he the governor and he need his wallet. If you don't get your fucking Mr. Burns looking ass and sit down somewhere <laughs> like... 
You sent a helicopter and used state funds to go retrieve your fucking wallet. Fuck out of here, man. That dude is... Uh, he looked just like Mr. Burns, too. Yeah, he... Just like him. Which is sad. And he is as much as fucked up as him. Yeah. You know, I done talked about this on the podcast before, but when you get into CEOs and politics, the rate of sociopaths goes up. And that's when you don't care about people. You don't have empathy. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we see in politics today. We see in a lot of people that just don't give a fuck about the people. Yep. They saying that they give a fuck about the people on their campaign trails, but in practice, they don't give a fuck about the people because they don't do shit for the people. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I guess that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to politics, but... I was just glad to see that they making that move um, as far as the government goes. The next for-profit problem is uh, for-profit schools. ITT Tech is closing the shit out of all of their universities. Which is fucked up for the people currently enrolled. I mean, they don't get to finish out their their degrees right but who want to graduate from some shit that's gonna be obsolete at the time that you fucking grad like who cares but who want to start the fuck over though you like i'd rather finish with some bullshit than then everybody say your shit ain't worth a shit yeah but the evidence shows that the shit won't worth a shit for real (laughs) i mean now not that's not to say if you go to a for-profit school a virginia college or brown mackie or itt or devry if you go to those that don't mean you're not going to succeed you can succeed just like a motherfucker in the hood it don't mean everybody ain't gonna get out the hood. It just means that it happens in such a low probability that when you look at it as a whole, those degrees aren't as valuable as those institutions lead you to believe that they are. You know, I mean, and not only that, but it's like contributing to con- the, the the being a catalyst to perpetuate poverty because it, it's a situation where. You're at home, you got kids, so you got a job, you got obligation, and you see a commercial that say, hey, you can go to school, and we got all these programs, and you don't even have to leave, you can do this online, you can come to our office once every two weeks, and you enroll, and you apply, and you get financial aid, and it goes to that school, and at the end of the day, when you graduate, your degree is not really taking that seriously in a lot of contexts. And it's not going to help you get a, a better paying job because now you have the added bill of this financial aid that yeah, you received. Like, exactly. On top of the bills you had prior to getting this degree. Yeah, now like you, you have an debt, added bill. Yeah. You in debt. You got a degree you can't do shit with. And, and that's what it looked like. But mm-hmm. the government started cracking down on for-profit colleges because 13% of the American population are enrolled in these universities. But they get 31% of the federal funding. And so they're not able to promise and keep up with the promises that they're given for these students for the government to continue to give money. So they like halted that money. They were like, hey, we ain't gonna give y'all no more money because y'all fucking up. But it turns out like that's just what they were contingent upon. These universities, they want that money. Like it's no point of continuing to operate if they can't get that federal funding. You know what I'm saying? Like. Cause now they gotta create standards, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and they gotta make their degrees worth something, you know what I'm saying, and they gotta follow up. Now, again, not to say that that don't mean that your degree ain't worth anything if you came from them universities. It's just that the government has seen a trend of a lot of people not being able to do anything with these degrees, mm-hmm. and they're in severe debt, and they can't pay the government back because they ain't got no damn job because they couldn't get no job with that degree they got because it ain't shit. You know what I'm saying, so. It just caught, created a big issue. So, ITT Tech closed their door. And there's a lot of motherfuckers mad. 
I'm sure the fuck they are. And I think again. at first they told them that it was like you can finish your degree. They just won't be enrolling no new students. But it turned out they just it's just a wrap. They just so the people the that were in the middle of their degree. Yeah, it's a wrap. That is so fucked up. Now I read some articles where some schools were trying to you know get those give students. them credits and shit for that. But I mean, that's so fucked up. Damn. I just always live by the principle is if it's too good to be true, it probably is. You know what I'm saying? And I, I used to see them ITT commercials all the time, especially like when I was when I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't see them. Well, obviously I won't see them now, but I didn't like there are other universities now that I see the the commercials for. But ITT was the one. Like when I was in high school, I, I just remember seeing that commercial like all the time. Yeah, and like. That for private colleges they profitable. I mean shit. That's why Master Peach tried to get in that shit with ICDC. But I promise you, if you go look up ICDC College at the Better Business Bureau and look at the reviews, <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like if some of them folks saw Master P today, they'll murder him. They don't even care about the consequences. <laughs> like it's people that's in debt that didn't never got their financial aid checks, like it really it fucked them over. And I mean, that's not sad. to say that the best for profit college ain't a good college. But when a for-profit college is fucking up, it messing up a lot of people's lives. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not helping. It's not contributing to society. You know, it might as well be a fucking pawn shop in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just takes out of, takes from the community and it yeah. don't give much back. Now, it gives shit back to me because I love fucking pawn shops and I'm going to find a lot of camera lenses in them pawn shops and I'm going <laughs> to buy them like I continue to do now. But Or maybe like the... Um those payday loan plus there's like a million oh, like yeah. every you go like a block there's a one you go another block there's another one but only in the hood yeah that's what i'm saying though it's like those Except easy money older. has been showing up in like better neighborhoods mm-hmm. around here but like most of them are in the hood mm-hmm. they just they seek to strip from the community they don't give nothing back because are there any around here easy money Where it's an easy money at? It's an easy money down right next to Chowtown. It's a shopping center right next to Chowtown. Oh, really? It's an easy money right there in a UPS I store. I've I, I been to that UPS store. Yeah, it's an easy money right there next to that never UPS store. Never paid attention to it. Yeah. But see, when the hood, they're flashy. Like, they're huge. Oh, yeah, in the hood, like, they everywhere. Like, they're everywhere. You can't miss it. Like, that easy money must have, like, a small, like, the UPS store sign is small. You have to be looking yeah, it's for little, it. Yeah, that shopping center ain't got shit in it. Yeah, it's small. Way. I went to that UPS store because I think that I had to go to that specific one to mail off something, mm-hmm. but... It, it ain't flash it ain't nothing that's gonna draw your attention and like you gonna go there but in the hood like they're they're huge signs colorful like well i rode down bessemer super highway mm-hmm. which is basically the hood mm-hmm. it's just where the poorest neighborhoods are going to be and when you ride down all you see is pawn shop pawn shop pawn shop gun store liquor store uh payday loan payday loan payday loan Bullshit ass car dealership, <laughs> car dealership, car dealership. That's all. Like that's it. Yeah. I mean, you wonder how poverty continues to con- to exist in these you know ghettos or whatever, and it's because people from the outside come in to take as much as they can from the community, and they don't put anything back into it. They don't put anything in the education. They don't put anything to the roads and the infrastructure. They don't put anything into the real estate. They don't put anything into anything, and you can't get something from nothing. Yeah. Nothing from nothing, least nothing. Stevie Wonder. You gotta have something. If you wanna be with me, like, (laughs) 
Kyle Jenner. Shit. This is what I'm trying to say. That should be your song. <laughs> nothing from nothing leads nothing. So I mean, gotta have something. Do you know anybody that got like a degree from one of them places? I don't. Um, I feel like I've known people that went have gone to Virginia College for like since it opened. Yeah, but still go there. Like they ain't never. Like it been like ten years, and yeah. it's like they still be having on their Virginia college shit. I'm like, when you go graduate? Exactly. Like, <laughs> why is it taking so long? I don't know of anybody. Yeah, most of the people that I know, personal, like I know like clients, but like I don't have anybody in my life that has. Like most people that I know went to like a either a regular college or a HBCU. Yeah. Same here. So, I don't know nobody with no degree from one of them school. I think maybe my brother maybe like started going to ITT. I feel like, but finished out somewhere else. That's sad that I don't know, but I don't. But it's appealing though, because you know, before your university put you through two years worth of bullshit ass classes uh. that that ain't really relevant. And I would say that they are relevant, but they're not relevant physically. I think that they are relevant in phasing out who really ain't trying to be in college. Yeah. If you really want to get to what your major is, you're going to stick through them bullshit-ass classes. If you're not, you're going to drop out. The because American the day, Lits, the fucking <laughs> history, like, like all of the stuff that you just fucking did in high school. <laughs> I mean, the best that them two years did for me is when I played a trivia game at Olive Garden <laughs> on that little machine they got, I know some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know some shit now. Yeah. You know, that I wouldn't know if I just went straight into like psychology and counseling yeah. and shit. But I ain't did no one of them damn finite mathematics. Oh my God. I don't even remember what the hell that is. I need to look up what the hell finite mathematics. That's the only math I had to take. All the other maths I had to take after that was just research and statistics. The sciences, the labs, which I don't understand the labs because. We never did anything that I can remember that required us. Like, we met in a lab. We ain't never do no lab type shit. You had that lab book that you worked in, but... No, we did some lab type shit. I can't remember. Maybe what we did, and I just don't remember. You That's, must not remember. We had to have taken, like, the same science professors, at least at I mean, some point. this was like... Sadly, I just realized this, but that was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> what the fuck? I've been out of undergrad almost 10 years. Literally, what the fuck? I just realized that. that oh. Did we both graduate at the same time? I got 07. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A decade. Now I need one of them fried pies. I'm sad now. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, 10 years ago. So I don't really. I, 10 years ago, I don't remember. I don't. I, really I remember. Don't. And that. more than 10 years ago because I graduated and it's been over 10 years because I graduated in 07. So that means I was doing them labs in like 04, 05 mm-hmm. type shit. So I really don't remember. I don't know. I remember meeting in the lab because it was like an hour, mm-hmm. but I don't remember what I did in them, to be honest. Yeah. I don't remember lab shit, but it probably was. I just. Don't remember, but yeah. Um, it's a picture going around on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. It's a picture of a man and his son. It's an older guy and an infant, you know, infant laying on his you know, side, and then it showed a picture of his son, an eight-year-old, laying on his side, and it showed a picture of him about, you know, 
12 or 13 laying on his side. And then it showed him at 18 laying up on his side. And all four of the pictures, it showed a lifespan of that young boy from infant to 18 mm-hmm. laying on his daddy's side. And so here comes these fragile ass toxic masculinity hold ideal holding ass dudes who are saying that that uh eight, that boy ain't got no business laying up on his daddy like that two men ain't got no business being so close like that how about let's concentrate on the fact that this man has been in his son all 18 years that's what I'm saying like what the f- or that their relationship is close enough that they even wanted to take this photo together like let's concentrate on that shit exactly because that's like, the shit that we usually get shit for is that niggas don't stick around he's been there 18 years and they close enough to where they wanted to document their relationship through this photo but y'all want to concentrate on the fact that he's like this is his damn daddy like what the fuck he can't lay on his daddy but y'all niggas still listening to Lil Wayne and Baby though. Oh, y'all niggas listening to Young Thug though. With this fucking <laughs> Southern Belgian. Okay, not gonna get into that again. But yeah, I don't get it. Like, I've never understood that hyper masculinity. I get it. I get why it began that way in the African American community. I don't get like. I want my husband to have that kind of relationship with our son. So hopefully he can keep him from being out here doing stupid shit when he gets to be older. <laughs> that hopefully he can be the influence that that keeps him from being a statistic later on in fucking life. Like that's beautiful to me. That's great that 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 dad and that son have that kind of relationship where they and they wanted to document that that son's going to have that when his dad ain't here no more. That's a beautiful thing. I think it's a dynamic that we have older men in our society that existed when homosexuality was scrutinized so deeply that it just wasn't acceptable. But you have young generation that is growing up in which those things are acceptable. Mm-hmm. And then you have a dynamic between the older generation and the younger generation. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I, it's even more so still the, the African-American component. Because I feel like I don't know that white men would have viewed that the same way and had such a pr- they kiss their sons in the mouth I've seen it <laughs> like, they kiss their dogs in the mouth well n- neither here nor there <laughs> do you do that no what the fuck I wish Kingston would see don't act like that ain't don't act like it's just <laughs> like it's just normal or nothing like that no that's disgusting I, he licks his balls I've seen him <laughs> I don't want him kissing me that's disgusting but I don't know that white men would view that with the same like oh my god like you know what i'm saying they because they don't have that say and i know somebody gonna be in the comments about how you know slavery and that i i i know I, I don't please don't try to don't try to school me please don't but what i'm saying is i feel like it's even more of a problem in our community like being able to foster that relationship with your son and feel masculine at the same time like i just I don't get you people. What do you think makes it that way in the African American community? I guess having to having so many things taken um that now it's like I'm I'm a man, obviously. I'm, you know, and not having overcompensating. I feel like y'all have had to overcompensate for so long that it's hard to turn it off at this mm-hmm. point. Probably from this, you know, a lot of stuff that we have in our society today are just residual effects mm-hmm. from slavery. And so when you have men that have been 
emasculated for so long mm-hmm. and treated like less than men in front of women by slave masters and stuff. You you have the generational pass-throughs of knowledge that make you feel like you still have to overcompensate with that stuff. And so that there you have men that are overcompensating for it. And But then what happens is you raise these suppressed ass little like I get so mad when I hear people like tell little bl- like boys don't cry. What? Yes, boys do cry. Men cry. Y'all cry. Y'all just don't want nobody to know about it. Like I just I personally, me, I do not want to raise a suppressed ass son who out here acting out because he can't show any other emotion. Because anger will accept. We'll accept anger. You can be angry. We expect you to be angry. What we don't expect you to be is embarrassed or vulnerable or any of those things. So you're going to show what we have shown you is acceptable. So even anger is a surface emotion. Usually it's other shit under there. You're going to show me that anger even though that other shit is is still simpering under the, the surface. And... I don't want to raise a son that that's that way. I think the hardest part of raising a son the way that you precisely want him to raise, who is emotionally intelligent and who is not afraid of those things, is that all of these other boys around them are going to be raised by men that say boys don't cry and boys don't talk about their feelings and boys don't talk about their emotions. And your son having to live in the midst of them ass hats. Yeah. You know, that's going to be the difficult part. It is. You know, because the way that he exists is going to be challenged every day. I know. As shown in this situation. (laughs) They are challenging the positive relationship between a man and his son. And who knows how that shit going to change. Maybe their relationship is strong enough for them both to say fuck them. But maybe they're standing in the community that they live in is one in which they say well maybe we shouldn't take these pictures no more or maybe we shouldn't be this close or maybe we should alter how our relationship is because we don't want to be involved in the scrutiny that comes along with this this type of you know environment i hope their relationship is the former not the latter that it's strong enough hell i hope the son has a son and they do the picture with him on him and then him on his dad like I hope that that is a tradition because that's the only way that this is going to be broken, right? Is that we have families where the bonds are strong enough for them to say, fuck what y'all think. We're going to continue to do this. I'm going to raise the son that's going to do this. Who's going to raise the son that's going to do this. That's going to like, that's the only way eventually we can get the fuck out of this horrific cycle of boys don't cry. Yeah. I wonder why Frank Frank Ocean changed his name. Name of his album from Boys Don't Cry. It was supposed to be called Boys Don't Cry. To Blonde. Uh, I think he, you know, there was some shit with his record label. I think that was something to do with I it. I know about none of that. Yeah, I think he like dropped the late something with the record label. Oh. So I think it had something to do with the record label. I got you. Yeah. But I don't know. I just we've got to get over that shit. Yeah. I mean, our our boys need us. Mm-hmm. Men, they need to learn how to operate in this world. But they can't learn how to operate if you don't fucking know what you're doing <laughs> out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, Very true. a man being a part of a boy's life, ain't that ain't enough. People be like, you know, women can't teach a boy how to be a man. And that don't mean men do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess that's the implication, but the value is in knowing that a boy 
he gets something from having a male being a part of his life. But it has to be an appropriate male relationship. Same way that everybody always assumes that a two-parent household is going to be much more healthy than a, a single-parent household. If the two parents in that household are fucked up, that is not more healthy than a single-parent household in which the, the that single parent is a healthy influence on the kids. Like, just having two motherfuckers in the house does not equal a healthy environment for a child. Yeah, that's, like, that's that is not, not how that works. It's not enough on its own. <laughs> no, it's not. So, we got some shit going on with, with my boy BC. Bill Quaylude Cosby. <laughs> What's a better nickname? <laughs> Bill Only White Women's Cosby. Oh, my God. <laughs> you Hilarious. Bill I'm Blind Cosby. <laughs> Bill here go drink Cosby. Don't. <laughs> Bill pull your pants up Cosby. <laughs> So Bill Cosby got some situations <laughs> going on. He got he about blind, but he got a court date coming up for one of these allegations. Mm -hmm. And his lawyers, which I think is a new lawyer team, because that the the black lady that was representing him, mm -hmm. she's out. I don't know what she found out. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but she's out. It's never good when one of your lawyers just leave. And she was she was about her business. Yeah, but you that know? might be why she out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Bill Cosby probably told that. Well, I kind of did do a little fizzy fizz with one of the little girls, but it was an accident. I don't know what the fuck happened, but once your lawyer leaves, <laughs> it's a wrap on your <laughs> public opinion because people going to be like, something happened. Yeah. You know? He and he had to be paying. Like, what would turn a lawyer away from that money? Yeah. Integrity. And morals and ethics. That's all. <laughs> and that means something was found out. But yeah. the lawyers, which the lawyer I think that was speaking mainly, like, I don't know. I'm not good with remembering names, but like in the article it said, who has client base such as Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson ain't never been in court about no good shit. No. So we at least know this dude ain't got too many <laughs> morals out there. Money talks. <laughs> Money be talking like a motherfucker. But they talked about racism being a problem and being an issue and being a reason why Bill Cosby is being targeted and how the defense is using data defense. How the plaintiffs are using racism, the lawyers are using that and they, you know, kinda the way that they going about the case. They wanted to get the case pulled from uh I think Whoever they are to like Philadelphia, because where they are, the population is 90% white, 10% black. And Philadelphia got like, it's 50 50. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but the district attorney uh, last year used Bill Cosby in his in his uh, campaign to say, I'm going I'm to indict Bill Cosby. You know, and so they kind of want to leave that jurisdiction. So they use a race. The thing is, <laughs> it's just extremely ironic that Bill Cosby. The man who has been really implying his whole career that race don't mean shit and that black people need to get it together. It ain't about them being black. Is now, if not on purpose, allowing his lawyers to use his race as a reason that this is happening to him and this is and and how the media is handling it because it got something to do with race. Now I don't know if they now the article don't say if they're using this as a defense. Or if this was just speaking to the cameras or whatever. But it's like Bill Cosby really don't give a fuck about his own reputation being tarnished at this moment to be free. Nah. 
He, he, he in his damn life. And he been delivering the same message up to the last damn school he went to to speak. You know? And now he allowing them to use race. Like, he really must think. He really must think this shit might get bad. Because if he get indicted on this one charge, he gets going to spend 10 years in jail. Which, I don't even know if he got a good 10 years in him. Bill Cosby. If Bill Cosby, if Bill Cosby get indicted to go to jail, he gonna quaalude his damn self. I hate you. <laughs> he gonna just take all of them. He probably got a whole suitcase full of them in, in the you know basement. I hate you so much. I'm just saying, if I was the quaalude king and the acting king back in the day, he gonna keep a stash like. The have you seen king. John Wick? Mm-mm. Damn. It's a scene in John Wick where he realized he finna go back to his old life. Mm-hmm. And so he go down to his garage where he cemented all his old tools into the floor and he bust the floor with his hammer and then he pull out his guns and all his weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, I just imagine that's like Bill Cosby got Quaaludes under his garage and <laughs> he just he just hit them shits away. Is Quaaludes still a thing? No. They, uh, so he would have had to like Yeah, he would have had to have like a stock from like 87. <laughs> With, like them shit became illegal like and that stopped being processed at mm-hmm. a certain point yeah in his career like <laughs> he would have had to like acquire as many of the quaaludes who can he can to have been using quaaludes still for that shit oh that's not to God. say they're not around but the ones that are around are typically the ones that were still around back then yeah i don't know <laughs> Yeah, because now people use Rufus, Rufus and all, and mm-hmm. other stuff. And um, chloroform. Do people use chloroform? I don't know. They use it in movies. <laughs> I don't know what they do in real life. In real life, clearly, it has to be more subtle than putting a rag up to your face. <laughs> hey, what does this paper towel smell like? <laughs> Smells like you're going to have a bad night. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how rape works. I ain't a rapist. I don't do none of that shit. <laughs> How rape works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know how it. I mean, I know what it is. I'm just saying, I don't know the process behind a rape rapist and how they do shit and why they do or don't do shit. That's like when somebody asks, "How did you get pregnant?" <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, so you mean like where? Like on a bed, <laughs> on the floor, in the kitchen? Like, I mean, are you meaning where? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean by that exactly? Or do you think I'm not attractive enough to actually have physically had sex with a person? <laughs> and you think I went to a sperm bank? Like, that's getting offensive. <laughs> like, well, I need to know what you mean because I can take this the wrong way if you want me to. Couple of different ways <laughs> you can mean that. Like, so I don't know. What would you do if you was like at a bar and you just happened to see a dude like put something in a girl drink? Like, what would you do? Knock that shit over. Knock the drink over and call him out for it. You wouldn't call like the police or I mean, tell the bartender honestly, or like. By the time the police got there, he could have been and took off. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I would just create a scene to save her. He probably ain't gonna try it with nobody else in that bar that night. So, because I just don't know realistically if I call the police if they would get there in enough time to like arrest him or how that it would even go. Because now you, I gotta prove he put it in there, all of that shit. I just wouldn't. I would just knock the drink over and be like. He was finna roofie you. You know that? Like, he's a roofier. I would create. But a he gonna go scene. to another bar after that in which a you don't exist. 
with a whole bunch of hey, like I can't save them all because <laughs> again I just feel like realistically if I call the police by the time that they got there I don't know what would happen because they I mean they may just talk to him and let him go he still go to another bar I don't know I don't know yeah because you just fucked up the evidence it's all over the floor now <laughs> <laughs> you might have made it worse <laughs> <laughs> I don't know So I would just save her And anybody else in that bar Cause like I said I would create a scene Like He's putting roofies and shit Don't drink no drink From this motherfucker like, I think I called a bartender over I said listen bartender That gentleman over there In the green shirt I think that he just put something in that woman's drink. I'm actually certain he put something in that woman's drink. Okay, but you are you've been a bartender. So somebody comes to you and say he put something in no, that no, no, drink. No, 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 no. You gotta let me finish. Okay. I'm gonna cause a big ass scene, okay? <laughs> so I just wanna give you a heads up, but I do want you to remember that motherfucker face right there. So if he ever come into your bar again, watch his ass. Okay. But I'm gonna go fuck this shit up. So you do the same thing I did, but just alert the bartender. Yeah, I let the bartender know. Okay. You see that motherfucker face again in here. You call the police or something. Okay. You know, or at least let some girls know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it'll be hard for a bartender to indict him. Yeah. You know, because ain't no evidence. Mm. He ain't a criminal for real. That's what but. I'm saying. That's why I wouldn't call the police, but I would just fuck up his his shit for that night. Like, that's why, but see, again, this is why I don't accept drinks. I don't, from nobody, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck if we sitting there at the bar beside each other. I don't want you to know. Because I it happens super quick. Like it all it takes is and then it fizzles in and that's it. But like you can buy your own drinking and get fucked up in the game. I don't leave drinks sitting down or if I do I don't come back to them and drink them. Like I don't drink a lot so like uh, most of this is just like shit that I I've told myself I wouldn't do cuz rarely have I been in a situation where I've had to do any of this but I don't accept drinks from people, and if I set a drink down for like at a, at any amount of time where I wasn't like paying no attention to it, I don't drink that shit. I hate to waste alcohol because that shit is expensive, but <laughs> I must rather do that than to wake up not knowing what the fuck happened to me. Y'all gonna have women bringing sippy cups. You right. With a fucking combination lock on it to a damn bar. You is <laughs> they gonna right. open that bitch, turn the top off, put the drink in it, put the lock on it, <laughs> and now your roofie game has been fucked up now. I mean, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Like, any young people that I see, like, going off to college and shit, like, young girls, I tell them that shit. Like, don't let nobody... Because that, you know, especially when you're young, it's it's flat. Ooh, he bought me a drink. You know what I'm saying? But I t- do not. Don't let folks buy you no drink. Don't let nobody bring a drink over to you. Don't leave your shit unattended. Because you're right. You don't, it could be a drink you bought. But if you set it down and you're not paying attention, you go to the bathroom or some shit and come back. Or... Even if I'm with people Because here's the thing I've learned about my friends You can leave and say Hey I'm going to the bathroom Watch this shit If a nigga come over And he talk She ain't paying no attention To my shit no more At this point So I just don't drink Unattended drinks at all Like that's just been My rule of thumb Because I know That it happens very fast And you ain't gonna remember Shit the next day So trying to figure out When that shit happened Is not gonna That's one of the side effects Is that you don't remember So uh uh-uh, uh I just don't Set shit down I drink my drink While I got it And if I gotta get up And go somewhere Then that just Charge it to the game I can't drink that drink Because you just don't You don't know People crazy People are crazy And it's unfortunate That it has to be that way But 
That was one of the first things my mom told me. Don't be don't be accepting no drinks to nobody and don't sit no drink down and drink it. Like when I left for college, that was one of the few pieces of advice that my mom actually gave me. And or demanded. One no giving no advice. And men don't don't take your masculinity for granted. You can get roofied too. Mm-hmm. Wake up with your ass hurting. In a hotel. On the side of town that you don't know I nothing hate about. You so much. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's the. I don't know. I that might. Know. Ha- that might be what happened with your side chick and your bay chick. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> your ass gonna wake up in a hotel and both of them in front of you and your ass chained up to the ceiling. You remember that episode of Fresh Prince? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa went crazy on his ass and tied him up in the cabin. Yeah. Like, be careful, man. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before with the POF shit. Like, you know, y'all inviting these bitches over to your house because you think you safe, but you think you finna get some ass. It ain't worth dying over because they killing folks out here. She'll show up. She ain't showed up by herself. She got her goons with her. Or in the case of the young man we talked about previously, you leave. She left. You thinking you had a wonderful date, and then she come back with the goons. <laughs> And you die. Hell no. Gotta be careful. These women crazy too. Everybody crazy. Basically. Just just operate on the assumption. Yeah, everybody <laughs> had a potential to be crazy as fuck. Just treat people right. And you know what? There are times when you're gonna treat people right and you gonna you gonna die. Yeah. That's what happened to the dude. Yeah. Like, but the best thing you can be is yourself <laughs> if you try to be different. And you gotta be safe, man. People I be mean people that be scared to use Craigslist and stuff like um they be killing people on Craigslist. But the last time I met somebody in Craigslist, we met in Walmart Electronics section. That's why I decided to meet it. Like if you gonna fuck with me in Walmart Electronics section, you just bold. You might as well do this shit to somebody random out in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like you just gotta be smart. Yeah. You got to know what you shouldn't do. Be like, well, I mean, I don't want to come to Walmart Electronics Session. If you want this good deal, you kind of got to meet me at 9 o'clock at night behind my house. Okay, well, it is a good deal. <laughs> you going to be good fucking dead. <laughs> be smart, people. Use common sense. That's all. That's all we got, common sense. Basically. That's our self-defense mechanism in life, okay? But anyway, you got anything else on your mind? I still haven't. You know what? Ever since I decided that I was gonna leave that note, you ain't did shit. Dude, dude ain't Paul Cricket no more. <laughs> I'm kind of sad about this it. This is the universe. This is what the universe it's do. Telling me I shouldn't. Soon be as petty. you let the universe know your plans, it gets shit together. It's telling me I shouldn't be petty, but maybe your last interaction was enough to change his mind and his life and make him be, you know, more concerned about how he parked. I doubt it. Maybe you saved his life. Okay. Or at least say his windshield from a damn note. Yeah. Speaking of notes, send your Galaxy Note back. Oh, yeah. Don't let that shit. You can't even fly on planes with them no more. They are encouraging everybody to power your fucking Galaxy Note down. Yeah. Because they had, even after the, since the recall, they've had more. Yeah. Fires. I mean, it's a bad battery sale. So. It's two parts of the battery touching that ain't supposed to, and it's causing that shit to. Catch your Jeep on fire. Listen, I had just bought my S7 when that recall happened. I was like, thank goodness I got the 7 <laughs> and not the 7 note. 
I had just, but I'm talking about like the day before I had just turned that well, shit on. I promise you, what's gonna happen is them notes gonna come back out and they're gonna come back out with some kind of fantastic, fantastic deal <laughs> or a lower price. And you know who gonna jump on that? Your boy. Mr. On Point Beard gonna get burned off. I give a fuck. <laughs> I'm willing to take chances. Calculated risk taker. 35 out of a million. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's a chance I'll take. I guess. I'm just gonna the stick universe, with my see, The way my luck works is the universe would not give me one of those phones that blew up. That's how my luck worked. But if it did, I would die from it. <laughs> I, it wouldn't be just a simple, you know, I would be dead. I gotta blow my whole head off. I'm just gonna stick with my seven. Plus the note too big. I don't like humongous phones. My seven's a good size. I do. I like it. it. Samsung Pay is awesome. It is. It's amazing. It is. Our Samsung Pay is convenient as shit. Literally use it anywhere. Except the gas pump. Yeah. But you just go out I found a way around that. I just went inside and paid for it. With Samsung Pay. Also you should watch Atlanta. I still gotta watch good shit. shit. I, watch I like. It. I'm a biased childish Gambino fan, but it looked like it's gonna be a show that that goes kind of slow, but it's it's gonna be a good show. Anyway, that's all I got. Until we come the next episode, we out. Holla.